All right, we are at day six of my December 10. Today's episode is punching bag to power projector. What does all that mean? So um, when I was living at home, when I was younger, um, I, I, I never met my, as far as I can remember, never met my um, natural uh, biological father. And so my stepfather is the only father I sort of knew from a very young age. So he was, for all intents and purposes, my dad. Uh, he, from a very young age, began sexually abusing me and um, in what he would term to be a very loving way. His words were that he wanted to, um, he was in love with me and wanted to, um, when I was old enough, uh, leave my mother and make me his wife. So that was the way that he dressed all that up, was that he loved me so much and that's how he was showing his love to me. Um, and my mother was a very, um, she was very damaged in her own way and um, had lived a very difficult life herself. So I became, as the heading says, the punching bag for my mum. She was very volatile and if things were not going her way, the way that she would not cope <laughs> with it, was to be quite violent, um, first verbally and you know mentally, emotionally, and then she would lash out physically. Little things like if I, you know, as a little kid, was one of my jobs was to hang out the washing, and if I used the wrong peg on the wrong piece of clothing, I would be beaten for that. You know, little things like that. It was never really knew when it was going to come and side note that is how empathy is born that's how empathy uh, is learned in people when they're very very young I became so good at being acutely aware of the energy in a room to know how to keep myself safe to know that when my mum walked through the door what sort of mood was she in? How was I going to protect myself? How was I going to be ready? You know, when I was old enough, I remember when I was um, learning to drive. So I was, you know, sort of 14-ish, around that age group. Um, my mum, you know, I'd sort of live uh, off and on. I would attempt to be living at home <laughs> and often it didn't work because of so much abuse just coming from both parents however I do remember this one time where um, my mum wanted me to drive the car and I don't remember actually why she wanted me to drive it but I was I was only young I didn't have a license and so and I was really nervous and I was pulling into our driveway and took the turn a bit late and uh, nicked the front of the car with a post and as I nicked it I breathed in and I was I could feel I remember I was bracing myself and from the side the passenger side where my mum was just came this fist into the side of my head and punched my face so that it hit the window and um, 
I think of that and I think, geez, it's a wonder I ever actually got my license and went on to be a, well, I'd say, fairly competent driver when you, when you learn under those circumstances. Anyway, that's what I'm getting at. Mum was a very volatile type of person. So you can imagine um, growing up in those early years. So we're, ta- we're sort of talking, let's say, from age, let's say, five to 12, 13, because that's when I started to, in my own way, fight back a little bit, um, run away from home, leave home, all those sorts of things. So I started to take a bit of proactive action to kind of protect myself by that age. But in those, in that, those periods from five onwards, I was so impressionable. And, you know, you look to your caregivers to provide you with the basic, the core needs, right? And what I was met with instead was um, abuse coming very differently from both of those caregivers. And all the while, um, you know, a high priority for me was protecting my baby brother from having to experience any of that if I could. So how did, how did I translate that into where I am now? You know, when I say about a power projector, our unconscious mind places things that we are not prepared or wanting to face, it places it outside of ourselves to make it visible so that we can see it and we can act on it and we can uh, deal with it. And so whilst when when we're actually a victim of something, when we are in the in the you know, the throes of, of being a victim of something happening to us, especially as kids, right? But even as adults, when we are the victim, we are not the projection at that point. You know? We are the victim right there. However, we learn something, don't we, when we're the victim of it. We learn what it looks like. We learn to have flags then of what that looks like, whatever caused us pain. We learn through all our senses what it looks like, what it sounds like, what it smells like, what it feels like, what it tastes like. Everything within us becomes attuned to knowing exactly what that is that caused us pain. And so we become very hypervigilant. Now, as an adult or or post-trauma, post the event or multiple events, is it any wonder then that what we tend to see more often than not in people are those things that we are attuned to see for our survival? So I would, um, you know, for quite a while there, what I would see in people, and therefore I would lack trust, is I would see those traits of my mother and my father in people. And it would trigger certain types of feelings within me. It could be completely unrelated. 
and yet it would trigger a similar feeling and so my filing system would put it together and say this is similar what you're feeling here is similar to when this happened back then and then my body my physiology would respond in the same way so what I had to learn was how to dissociate the emotion those five senses how to disconnect them from the events of my trauma so that every time I thought about that kind of trauma I didn't have the physiological response because the physiological response was keeping me hyper vigilant and therefore really mostly seeing those negative kind of traits in people around me and that's what I mean by projecting I was because that's what I believed I had to watch out for for my survival at a very unconscious level that's what I was projecting out and then seeing around me now if I wanted to change that to change the projection I had to deal inside with the connections I was making with my trauma and you know what it what was taken from me and how can I deliver that back to myself how can I it took a lot of inner child work I guess to go back on my timeline and actually like I said disconnect the attachment of the emotions that I had put on the various events in my life and the people the attachment to those people because the attachments were negative weren't they so for me to be able to see and project a, a positive um, aspect of people and to want to connect with people I had to be able to see past what I had learned so young to be on the lookout for in people and when I was able to do that then what I could see was that when I'm interacting with people when they are showing me love I know that that's because I deserve love and because I'm giving love I'm projecting that I'm seeing in other people what exists in me and the same goes for when I'm interacting with someone and they're ticking me off a bit or they're just annoying me or eh. instead of throwing my the power of that out to that person or external to myself I can turn it inwards and go wow okay what am I showing myself here you know if it's something that's annoying me well what am I truly annoyed at and what can I do about it because that's where my power is isn't it is seeing that in every situation you have a choice and what you do with that is entirely up to you and you can either make it uh, powerful for you empowering or you can put it outside of yourself and make it disempowering and so that's what I ended up doing in regards to uh, people you know not just my mum and dad because there was quite a few people after mum and dad then that were abusive in similar ways now I'm not saying that I asked for it no one does that's a ridiculous concept 
What I am saying though is that for me, what I recognize is that I was also repeating a pattern because all I could see was those traits in people, then that's all that I surrounded myself with. So inevitably, you know, we all search for love. We all search for um, companionship. And the pool that I was choosing from was tainted with my belief systems of what the people who were supposed to love me, how they acted, their behaviors. So that was my template for people. And therefore that's the sort of people that I surrounded myself with. Because anyone who showed behaviors different to that were foreign to me. And so I didn't recognize them and therefore didn't feel rapport with them and therefore didn't allow them in. I didn't trust it. All I could trust was what I knew to be true, which is the behaviors that my mum and dad had, had taught me when I was so young. So do you see how we can turn that around and, um, and train, reprogram our mind to change the meaning and change the connections that we've given events and people as well. So then we can start projecting out what we want to see, what we deserve to see and feel in our life. Anyway, I trust this was interesting, if nothing else, and I'll see you tomorrow. Um, tomorrow is day seven. It's gonna be, um, oh, what is it? Job hopper to entrepreneur. That's gonna be a lot of fun. I'll see you then, bye.